de Global Latin Factor Podcast. Welcome, welcome, you and all, to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about, say it with me, Latino everything. That's right. And today, we have another marvelous episode. Make sure you go and subscribe. 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 Go give us a comment, like, and thank you very much for the ones that already do. We really, truly do appreciate it. You don't understand how valuable that is to me. So thank you. Now, we have a very special person here. We have a content creator, event creator, and coordinator, world traveler, mother, gamer, borderline video vixen. She claims she doesn't know anything, but she does know a lot. She's been featured on magazines here in the DFW, Dallas Forward area, as well as different podcasts. Stephanie Joannette. Is that how you say the, the middle name? Yeah, Joannette, but the French version is Joannette. Joannette. Oh. <laughs> I confirmed that in Paris. I took two uh, years of French. So Joannette. I can Joannette. say that. Okay. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. Thank I'm you. good. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you being Thank here. Thank you for having me here. Uh, I know you have some stuff going on, but like your commitment just to be here, it means a lot to me. So I really... I'm probably going to say a few times during the podcast, but it means a lot. Thank yeah. you. Thanks okay, here we go. We're going to start with a segment that I like to call Preguntas al Chile. If you're a fan of the podcast, you already know what it consists of. If you have not watched the graphics, what you're waiting for, go check out the YouTube channel so you can see what Carlos put together. You ready? Yes. I don't know if you're ready. Tacos okay. or tortas? Tacos. Corn tortilla or flour tortilla? Oh, can I pick both? Okay, we'll go with both. both. <laughs> Stack at the same time? or That's how, when I get yeah. fajitas, I always get corn and flour. Mm, I never. Really? Only if they're homemade, though. Yeah, true that. If they're store-bought, I prefer corn. Yeah, true that. Gorditas or sopes? Sopes. And Mexican coca or jarritos? Coca. Okay. Agua de horchata, jamaica or tamarindo? Jamaica. Mm, nice. <laughs> salsa verde, salsa roja. Do you like spicy? I don't like spicy, but salsa verde. Team Salsa Verde all day, every day. Yes. All right, here we go. Menudo o pozole? Menudo. <laughs> Churros o flan? Uh, churro. Churro, okay. <laughs> Valentina, tapatio, cholula, hot sauce. Ah, Valentina. Valentina. Paletas, you know, the little candy pops, de yes. sandía, elote o mango? Elote. Elote. Okay, and the conchitas, the pastries, corn, tor uh, corn tortilla, what the heck? <laughs> Corn tortilla. Corn tortilla. <laughs> the corn flavor? No. The brown <laughs> ones, the white ones, or the pink ones? The pink ones. Okay, great. <laughs> and when you hear the word Latino, uh, what, the com what comes to mind when you first hear the word Latino? Just passion and food and culture, um, family, um, music, dancing, uh, bright colors. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And do you label yourself, consider yourself Latina? Do you care if anybody labels labels you as latina calls you latina yeah of course of okay. course i'm very proud of uh my background so and you mexican american yes awesome yes. okay so i did had asked you did your homework because a lot of people ask about these two questions but i ne never send something back and it helps me with kind of sort of cater to the interview for the persons being here because they're the ones that you know a lot of times we forget to ask the same repetitive questions and people get tired so I like to ask if you have anything that you wish I would ask, and you did. So first question was, what do you admire the most about yourself? Um, so 
I asked that or mm-hmm. I told you to ask that yeah. or whatever because I tend to be really hard on myself and I've really like th- those two questions right. really took me into a deep dive mm-hmm. for myself and I think what I admire the most about myself is my resilience um, and my perseverance. I I know like on social media like around you know in public I like I, I'm always joking or I'm always posting a lot but like people don't really know like what I've been through and right. my uh way to like like buckle under pressure like under pressure I do well you mm-hmm. know like I'm freaking out and it's chaotic inside but I do very well and I love how when there's something that I feel uncomfortable with I can walk away and not let it bother me now if I care about it, it I, it'll consume me but if if it's something that's just very superficial or topical I'm like okay you did this I feel this way it made me uncomfortable or whatever the situation is and then I can be like okay, bye. I am no longer going to place myself right. into that um, realm anymore. And I I like that I'm like that way because I don't sit there and, you know, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't sit there and like, you know, let it fester. I just, right. I, I, again, observe it and I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And then I'm, I'm and it, and it helps me too as a person. And I just, I, I take everything as a lesson, so to speak. So yeah. I like that about myself tunnel vision i mean it's a good it's a, i think it's a good condition because a lot of people sit on just like letting it fester letting it grow and create whatever it could come out of it like whether yeah. it be illness whether it be all the kind of feelings that you might not want to have and the fact that you be able to address the matter immediately because i'm the same way i don't like to wonder if this if i have an issue i want to address it not that i enjoy conf- confrontation but at the same time if it's not addressed like you're right whether it's not too important. I'm just going to let it be. But if it's important, I'm going to address the matter. Whatever questions or concern I have until things are cleared and then I can move on or yeah. we can be on our way separately. Yeah. So, I don't like to dwell. It's it's unhealthy for you. It is. And honestly, like this life is super short, whether we want it or not. Like we are so fortunate if we get to see 80 years on this four point something billion years that this earth has been here, right? Yeah. So if we so happen to get to see those, to waste time on certain things is really, really not beneficial for one. So you're right. Sometimes you just have to, like you said, pull, I say pull the trigger a lot, even though I don't shoot guns anymore. But, <laughs> anymore. you know, pull the trigger yeah. and just get it over with, you know? Yeah. I, um, to kind of like, just a little bit more on that, I heard Elon Musk say he gave up you know, his assets or his homes so he can focus on, you know, having a way to get to Mars, right? And so when I heard that, I'm like, well, what's my Mars? And peace for me is very important. So it took me a long time to have that mindset. But now, like, I see, like, my children being okay, my close friends. Like, I've learned to really, like, hone in and not let anything else really penetrate that space because Mm -hmm. it's so important to me. So that, you know my perseverance, my, just the way that I am, my resilience. I feel like I'm wax paper sometimes like, okay, you can try, but you're not gonna, you know, get in and, and cause I know my focus is bigger than, than, than that. Yeah. That there, there's no, you're right. It does because people do want to f- live freely on your space, whether you want it or not, they really want yeah. to freely live in there without no reason whatsoever. And one is the one that dictates whether you give that time or not. Yeah. And be like, Nope, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. So, uh, how does your children motivate you? Oh my gosh. Um, I know that I, I told you to ask that, but yeah, it's just 
I have two children mm-hmm. and they both in their own way have really taught me a lot of things. And I got pregnant very young. So I feel like they're watching me grow and I'm watching them grow and we're growing together. Right. Um, my daughter, for example, has, she's a survivor in my eyes. She's been through a lot of things. So seeing her be able to accomplish, mm-hmm. accomplish a lot of things and, right. you know, really dig in her mind and see her, how she is as an individual and growing up, it motivates me as a mother and as a person out here in this world. Like, wow, like if she can do X, Y, Z, even though she's dealt with these other things, like, why can't I do that? Or, you know, and now that she's getting older, she's able to put me in my place. And sometimes I'm like, why are you doing that? But it also inspires me and it motivates me to learn more about myself or just dig deeper. And the same thing with my son, he has a very complex mind. Sometimes he feels like he's not good enough, but he's actually I feel like his IQ is very up there. He's just hard on himself. So the times that I have been able to have those deep talks, I'm like, let me live like Christian, you know, because he's very all over the place. Like, I try to live how he thinks and just like kind of go with his flow. And I find myself learning a lot, you know, by him. And, you know, they they tell me things that just make sense that I'm like, well, why didn't I see it that way? You know, like, and I love our relationships because we, again, we motivate each other. We teach each other. And then it's not me being like, oh, you need to do this, this and that. We are really, we're very open, you right. know, type of family. And I mean, I don't know if that's really like them motivating me. I just, I love my relationship with my kids and they are the sole reason of everything that I do. Whatever I do behind closed doors, whatever I do, you know, in public, yeah. they're always in the back of my head and I want to be better for them. And I, a good friend of mine said, you know, we walk so we can teach our kids to run. And that's just kind of like what I live by. Yeah. So. Without going too much into detail, you had d- done a video with uh, your daughter. Yes. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I can go check about what exactly is it that she's talking about. But the only thing that I disagree on the part, on the whole conversation that you had is the part where you said uh, survivor. Because to me, she, she's thriving as far as whatever needed to happen. Unfortunately, it happened, but not a survivor mentality to where she's just not. Of course, it's always going to be like you know, walls and defenses, but to to motivate you to see further and see that she's doing better and she's being being a creator, she's an art artist, you know, I don't think it'll be a, a survivor's mentality. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. only thing that I disagree whenever I was watching it, which is very touching. If y'all want interested in looking it up, y'all can go check out the interview that they put out there. I'm not going to go too much into detail, but that's the only disagreement that I had. And the fact that y'all were able to Talk about something so personal that I feel that in the Latino community, it does happen. And sometimes we want to look away like it didn't happen. And I'm referring to abuse. It's not It's not okay, you know? Yeah. So people need to be able to address it and be able to have accountability for it and not pretend like it, it never happened. I think, um, fortunately with us, when we found out, you know, like she has an army behind her. Yeah. And going through that you learn a lot i um you know did a counseling we did group counseling sessions for the first six weeks of you know going through the investigation and everything and hispanics are the number one you know abusers Mm -hmm. they're number one you know sexual abusers in our community and we put a lot of things under the rug they don't want to talk about it and the prosecute my prosecutor he you know he was latino and he told me like 
you'd be surprised how many mothers or grandmothers don't believe their children. They choose their spouse or their brother, whoever was the, you know, um, perpetrator. They choose them because, or they they will believe the child, but then they still keep them around in the family. And like, for us, that wasn't an option. Like within the hour that we found out, we're like, you're you're done. And it, it was a, definitely a domino effect. But at the end of the day, you know, the vision, what the, the reason was to make sure that she was protected and okay, like come what may, we'll figure it out. You are not welcome in our home anymore. Right. And um, and I thank you for like, you know, giving me your perspective and opinion on the survivor thing. I say survivor just because before, you know, she had to survive. She was dealing with hell at such a young age and didn't right. know how to um communicate that it took her 10 years to communicate mm -hmm. that she didn't know how to say it so every day of her life she was living in terror and in fear so she would have to figure out ways to how to survive just even get to the end of the day or going to sleep you know what i mean and like even i know that she's even told me and i she's here like you can even you know mm -hmm. talk to her about it she's her story has helped save some of her friends you know lives that have gone through that too and she's had to you know she she would make things in her head like, well, how do I get out of this? Or, you know, I even told me at one point that she wanted to have a knife under her pillow. And but she had to like think things through and like process things like this would not be like she at such a young age, right, at such right. a young mind, Absolutely. how to find a way to survive her day to day. So that's what I meant by survivor. But um, I like how you put it, too, because she is thriving and people that go through that can go one or two ways. And yeah. she's definitely, you know. She's she's told me before, I'm not I'm not happy that that happened, but there's nothing I can do to change it. So it happened for a reason, and it helped me become more aware, um, as a person. So now I know what to look for out yeah. in people. Now I know I'm smarter. I'm more vigilant. You know things of that nature. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a sad thing, and it's unfortunately very very common. So again. <laughs> We have to be able to talk about these things and, and have them addressed, especially like talking to a profession that said that we're the highest or one of the highest. That's not okay. We are uh, the highest. We are the highest and it's not the okay. And yes. Even as a Latino, Hispanic, whatever you want to, it's not okay. It's not okay at all whatsoever. And then sweeping under the rug and whatever the case might be, not addressing the issue, we just continuously create another cycle of the next person and then the next person and yeah will never get out of it just like alcoholism just like you know anybody that's uh, a drug addict within the same thing it will be the same exact thing if y'all don't address the issue to resolve and take care of it because it will create a cycle over and over and over you yeah know? so let me ask you this though how do you feel whenever you find out and uh, of course you, you the the father of your kid and we're not going to address it because he's not here but i just want to get your perspective as far as how how you felt because again i'm pretty sure counseling helped but how did yeah. you feel um uh, when i found out i my instinct was to well my first instinct or my reaction was rage i uh it was the worst day of my life mm -hmm. but it was the best day of her life you know because she liberated. She, she was liberated yeah. exactly but I didn't think about that in that moment. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I almost killed him. 
Um, and that's a feeling that I've never felt before. And it was a weight lifted off my shoulder because right. I didn't have a good relationship with him. It was betrayal. It was grief. It was sadness. It was like, what are we going to do? He was a financial provider for my mom, my family, my brother, my son, my daughter, like, you know, especially my daughter. And it's just like all these emotions in one instant. And my reaction was to hurt him, get him out of the house. My brother, you know, the way that ever, divine timing, like I believe in that. And it happened the way that it should have, it should have never happened. But the way that I found out or we found out, I feel like happened. Um, and the, probably the best way because had any other, had I found out, you know, him in the act or me alone with him, I really feel like things would have gone south and he would have ended up hurting somebody. Um, so I had the right people there. And, you know, my, again, I, I called my boss at the time and I was like, I'm quitting. Like, I don't care. Like my, my thought process was to make sure that everyone is okay. And I was not going to leave my family aside. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went to a very dark depression. Um, but I also, you know, I couldn't let that be seen because I had to be there for my family. I had to be there for my kids. I had to be there for my daughter. And, you know, of course, as the days went by, it was just, I remember like how the process was, but that initial rage and anger. Yeah. Um, and then I called the father of my children and he came immediately and took the kids over to his house. Like, you know, and with regardless of our differences, like we're there for our children and, you know, he, you don't want to fuck with him. Like he's, you know, and I feel like the kids were safe with him. Mm -hmm. And I also felt, you know, I'm shaking just thinking about it. It's it's okay, but I just, I feel like shameful and why did this happen and how did this get, you know, under right. my, out of my radar and how, you know, and I didn't want to believe it at first, mm -hmm. like what? But there was not one moment in me that I didn't not believe my daughter. And I was like, she's saying this for a reason. And I just, it just, it changed everything. It changed everything, everything. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. I know it's really, really tough. But I know that somebody can learn as your daughter's story has helped other people because within the um, the video that I did, I didn't see your perspective. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you talked to other people, but I didn't really see that part. And I wanted to touch on it to hopefully know. So how did you come down and finally kind of sort of seen what you needed to do, what the next thing that you needed to do and, and the steps that you needed to make sure that this uh, there was justice? So... The first day was shock. Mm -hmm. um, the next day, you know, she, I had a conversation with her father and, you know, I didn't I didn't even think about calling the cops or like investigation. I didn't even think about that. Like that was just I was just like, we needed them out of our life. And then my ex-husband was like, we need to press charges and we need to pursue this. I'm like, yes. Yeah. So the next thing we did the next day mm -hmm. was go to um, the police station open up events, an investigation and then it took about almost three years to even get a date for trial um and cps had to get involved cps in got involved yes mm -hmm. which was very uncomfortable mm -hmm. just because they i mean when stuff like this happens they analyze everything and not that there's anything wrong with either households it's just you know like why are we even having to do this like why are we even here and i remember looking at the documents i had to sign like god like and you know i would cry and but we started the process, you know, the very next day. And, uh, 
you know, it was a long three months. I remember, you know, I, I didn't work for three months. No one worked for three months. And, you know, we we're just, she was going through forensic, you know, investigation. She was getting questions, psychologists, prosecutors, assigning, you know, people like my mom and my brother were still trying to like end the ties with my father as far as like getting his stuff. And he, you know, gave up all his worldly assets to us. And like, he, I mean, he never said he was sorry. He never, you know, and, and so, but that, like that moment he died in my head, like, mm -hmm. but to see my family, like go through their transitions, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And my kids are living with my ex-husband. Like they weren't at the house. So like I'm yearning for my kids. I'm wanting them to be there. I couldn't, you know, really stay over there. You know, he has married. He has, he has, he has a wife and kids. And um, I was going crazy. And my dad was living down the street with my grandma. So that's when I ended up starting music. That's mm -hmm. when I ended up started to go. I was working obsessively. I was working at the dealership. I was, you know, doing hair and then I started to do promotions and concerts and that was my, excuse me, that was my bread and butter and my distraction, um, you know, to try to just get our future, just to figure something out and how to get things into place, you know, okay. and then, yeah. That's okay, so the steps you took was, even though it was tedious and it was invasive almost to having to see that you know that that's the things that you needed to do to make sure that the process got started and to be able to press those charges to finally get the date so things could get moving for y'all to get justice on what had happened Correct? yeah okay just want to make sure that i get that before we move on to the next part and i mean i actually do it i know it's tough and i know it's not easy for me to ask those questions but i really feel that somebody could really benefit or at least speak up uh, because i had somebody before talk about domestic abuse and things like that and kind of sort of what are the steps or where the, the thought came to where you started kind of processing where can I start moving and creating a plan or something to get out of that situation, you know, and, and they were able to share. So, of course, I w wanted at least to touch up a little bit on it uh, because I, I don't want to reopen the wound, but I know that healing, working and, and healing kind of helps you better and make it easier to talk about those things, you know, to where yeah. it's gone. So I know you still, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a continuous process to work on it. But I think you are doing a whole lot better, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for even asking. Like, you're the first person I've ever really now publicly talked about, like, my side of things, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how I was. And But the crazy part is, again, like, CPS, you mentioned, they closed the case early. They're like, you guys have a phenomenal household. With cases like this, they don't normally see that. And that mm -hmm. was very bizarre to me. I'm like, how do these, why are these kids even in that position, you know? And I don't know, it was a lot of learning lessons, definitely a wound that's never going to close, but, you know, scar tissue. And and at the end of the day, like, from five years ago to now, from five years ago when you found out to now, like, it's been, you know, substantial change, and it's been positive. Awesome. That's awesome to hear. Okay, so that's how you got into the music industry. But when was it the first actual, or who's the one that invited you to even begin to get in the music business? Um, so Smooth Vega was the one that invited me. Did y'all know that. each other personally outside of anything? Yeah, he had, um, he gave me some tickets to go see the game concert. Just randomly gave them to yeah, you? Yeah. Um, Were you friends outside? No, we weren't friends. I think we followed each other, but mm. I don't, I didn't really know him. I don't know if I won. No, I don't think I won a contest. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember 
going to go get the tickets and I never really talked to him after that. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks for the tickets. I love the game. And um, I, I went and then I think he had posted something like if you're interested in doing this or he had reached out like, hey, I'm, I'm getting a team together for Premiere Live. If you're interested, come through. As a promoter. As a street team or, as you know, to help. Team. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, not as a promoter, but as a street team. And so I... I was like, fuck it. I have nothing to lose. Like, why not? And, you know, I've, I've always had friends in the industry. I just never really worked in it. Right. But I've seen it from afar. I'm like, you know, that, that'd be kind of fun. Like, mm-hmm. I have social anxiety, but still, like, let me see if I can, you know, make some money or learn something <laughs> or whatever. Right. And he ended up hosting an, a meeting at the Ridgely Theater. And I, I didn't take it seriously. I was drunk. I had been <laughs> drinking. I went to, <laughs> I had a friend that her uncle worked at, um, Joe T. Garcia's and I had the Margarita Zara strong. And so I was drunk. I pulled up and I'm listening. And then, you know, after that meeting, something had changed in me. And the Cap G was the first show that, you know, that I worked and that, that he had going. Was it was at the Rail Club. In Forward. Yes, this was 2017. Okay. And so he, but anyway, like he wanted a street team. He wanted to get people together. But I really started to take leadership. But that's because I wanted to be distracted and... You know, so I was like, okay, y'all need shirts. Cool, I'll buy the shirts. Y'all need this, you know, and I just, I was really hungry to just distract myself and learn something. And Vega and I became really close, you know, Mm -hmm. as far as like he took me under his wing and taught me a lot of things and he saw something in me early on. And um, yeah, that's that's how that started. And then I was, you know, we we worked a lot of tours and, you know, we had um, other people there that, you know, worked with us and it just... It, it, it became a thing and I was like what is this you know this is this is kind of cool and yeah. he allowed me free reign to do a lot of different things um and and I learned and I was good at it like I, I was good at doing I can run a concert with my eyes closed now like and at first I was very nervous like oh how do I even sell tickets or you know and what really like stood out to him I, I sold a like probably like 50 or 60 Ashanti and Jaw roll tickets physical tickets like not even artists out here do that many i'm like well i'm just hustling like i'm just trying to you know get the money to right. come in and it was it was a good payoff and he ended up letting me yeah. um work backstage that's my first time working backstage like that sitting up the green room i picked up jar rule i picked up ashanti um you know from the hotel to the venue and yeah. i was so nervous like i went the wrong way with jaw rule <laughs> and uh, in he Dallas, say, he's like, yeah, he's like, like, he's like in his voice, you know, he's like, you're going the wrong way. It's like, I'm sorry. Like literally Siri was telling me to go that way. And he's like, it's okay, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like with his raspy voice, he called me baby. And so like oh, his funny. whole team was so thankful with me. Like, thank yeah, you so yeah. much. And then Ashanti and her team, I picked her up and I think Ashanti was the first person that I picked up then jaw rule, but I was so nervous. I was like, oh uh-huh. my gosh. And then I was like, hi, how was y'all's, you know, flight? And then her mom's like, we just literally are going from the hotel to the venue and i was like oh okay and so i'm just like driving and i'm like fuck like don't wreck like it was it was crazy for me don't it was wreck? crazy yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> it was crazy. freaking funny okay so. <laughs> so we get back into it the other one because okay. i missed the question that i had earlier because you had had an incident where you had a picture or somebody was posting something that if you tell your story that they will be able to give you a, a huge portrait and it turned out that it was not the case. That's that's not how they, they actually, they were actually trying to upsell you. So what I didn't like is the fact that trying to kind of sort of 
touch something very personal and then you pour your your heart out on whatever they're asking for an opportunity to mm-hmm. win then they tell you you won and when you get there that the the process or whatever they told you wasn't that and then the final product is not even that can you tell me about that? because i know yes. not only one person but all the people reach out to you about the same issue that you had so uh the place that i went to was called park hill fine art portraits mm-hmm. um and someone had tagged me and you know said you should do this and i ended up i was intrigued and i was like okay um, and then I ended up having a conversation with somebody from there and they're like, hey, like, you know, we heard your story. You know, can you elaborate a little bit more? You're a single mother from what I hear. Can mm-hmm. you let us know like what's, you know, going on? And, right. you know, um, we're doing this free giveaway for single parents. Free and, giveaway. Yeah, it's a free giveaway. And so, and, you know, I didn't really do my research or look at reviews or comments or anything. I still really haven't. Um and so I was on the phone with this lady. She's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're giving away this 55-inch portrait of, you know, um, that's fine art. It's on oil canvas. How many inches? 55, 55 is what they told me. She said it was like you. the size of a TV, right? And so I'm like, okay, well, she's like, but we need to know your story as a single mom. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I dropped out of high school. I got pregnant young. Um, you know, I've worked X, Y, Z. We've been through this. Um, but at the end of the day, like I was able to make, you know, about six figures with no high school education. Right. Um, I, I don't really, con- I hate that term single mom. You know, I, I just feel like I've been able to work and to be who I am, you know, with my kids as we grow. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Like we, we want you like, what, a, what a nice story. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, thank you for like letting me be vulnerable with you and letting you know, Yeah. Um, and also can I bring my brother and my dog and my mom? Because, you know, they're, they're really huge into raising my children too. Like it hasn't been just me. They're a huge part of, you know, their life and like, yeah, yeah, we can get it done. So, you know, I'm real like anal and like, okay, okay, guys, we got to get this outfit. This is a color scheme. Like I had my makeup appointment booked, you know, hair, make hair, makeup outfits. Like I those bought, things are pricey. Yeah. Like I spent, I spent about $600 total with like getting the outfits, mm-hmm. you know, my hair, makeup. Uh, my mom didn't want to get her hair and makeup, but I had her things booked and, you know, getting the dog and all the stuff and just like scheduling the time. Yeah. And I I should have known it was a red flag because they're like, well, you need to put a $200 deposit down um, and you need to book, you know, within the next week. And I'm like, well, I can put the deposit down, but if it's a pre- present and a gift, why do I need to put a deposit? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's the secure your spot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, so I put the deposit down. Fine, we get there. So it was really like $800, you know, and then I got the deposit back. Right. My mom is excited because my mom doesn't really go anywhere. My mom is like, you know, we're sitting in the lobby. My brother is excited too and the kids and we're just all there and the dog. And uh, we do the pictures and the lady's like really good and professional. And you're like, oh, you guys look like a beautiful family, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then we get into the room to go look at the pictures and it's like, okay, well, the free portrait that you guys are getting is about this big. And I was like, wait, hold on a minute. And then she started to like, or well, they showed us the pictures like, oh, you guys look beautiful. They're showing us like, we're all excited. Like, wow, like those are pretty. Wow. We like that, that, that. And then she, and I was like, okay, well, what, what does the free, you know, portrait look like? And she told us it was a small one. She's like, but we have these different sizes and started off at like $3,500 for like a 10 by yes, all the way up to $35,000. I'm not joking. And 
you know, my brother, like he's, and they, they use your excitement and your feelings. And like, I'm just like observing the whole thing. And my mom was like, oh, these are pretty, but no, like we don't want to pay, you know, cause she's like, and they put it on the wall so you can see what it looked like. And, mm. um, you know, and, and my brother's like, well, I can put a deposit down and it'll be like 600 a month, you know, for 24 months, blah, blah, blah. If you want to get this size. And yeah. then I, like something like hit me and I was like, hold on. No. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I'm really disheartened right now because my yeah. mom started crying. And she's like, I can't believe this. Like, we can't afford that, you know. And mm -hmm. and I, I was like, you said that this was a 55-inch portrait, which. Free. Free. And I'm not here to try to get anything for free. But you guys said that this was a gift. You guys used my story. I was vulnerable with you guys. Like I let y'all know. And, and this is, you guys are taking advantage of us and I'm not okay with this, you know? And my mom like was just like, my mom was really upset, you know? And I'm like, we got dressed up. Like we had a family day. I was yeah. like, you're getting my mom's hopes up. And I was like, I'm not okay with this. Like you need to make something happen. So she ended up upgrading it like a couple inches more. So we ended up getting the free portrait and they, I feel like they disfigured my face on purpose. I'm not crazy. The double chin you were talking I, about? Yes, I know my angles yeah. and I know I have a double chin, yeah. okay? But that was not like, even my daughter was like, that's not, she's like, they did you I dirty, mom. It. I looked it at doesn't it. It look looks, like it me. Looks, it looks like it was altered. Like, yeah. like something was purposely done. Yeah, there. that's how I felt. I and I called too. them and I let yeah. them know. Thank you for looking at yeah. it. And I let them know. And supposedly they're fixing it, but. She's like, well, it looks very similar to the original picture. And I was like, no, it doesn't because I have the original picture. She's like, you weren't supposed to take pictures. I was like, well, I didn't trust you guys. So I took videos and pictures of what y'all yeah. had on the wall. So don't try to play me. But See, what I like is the fact that they're preying on their story. You having the story that you're having vulnerable. And I try to get a hand me down. But this is the exchange, right? We give you, you ask for the story. You have a contest. You are doing to help single women with kids. So. I provided my, I did my part, and I y'all turn turn around and give me the part that y'all said y'all was supposed to do. You know, it's a contest just like anything else. Like it was an even exchange. I don't see the problem, and the fact that they're trying to upsell is, and and then I seen the post coming on my feed too, and I sent to you. I'm like, that's not okay. No, because because then other people started hitting you up. Yeah, I had a lot story, of right? I had a lot of people hit me up like this happened to me. Um, even like customers, you know, I had a girl. She was out in Rockwall. She was mm -hmm. like, um, you know, commenting hard on there. And like I had a lot of friends comment on their post and they were deleting the comments. Yeah. And then she was sending me customers She's like I saw your comment. What did they do to you? And she's like, so she would like redirect them to me. So I had a lot of different people that they're trying mm. to scam. You know, uh, to me, it's a scam. It's, it's, a scam. it's switch and bait, you know, it's and and yep. it's it's not like if you're going to be upfront about it, cool. But don't try and then try to make, you know, someone feel guilty. Like, oh, you can't afford this or, you know, we know you can't afford this. But, but, just, but, you know, being you the, in, the, all the, way up. <laughs> in the auto industry, I'm not saying that they all use it but some of those tactics are some of the same yeah and i come from that industry yeah, so you know they're so they i know that their, used car salesman yeah. tactics i have 100 percent familiar with it yeah, yeah that's not cool no it's not 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 if you're presented that way because at least yeah. in the car industry you know what you're gonna go for yeah. and you know you're expecting a little bit of that back whenever you're buying a vehicle but not when it's presented in a different way that is kind of deceiving and like you're right i think it is a, a, a scam yeah. And and then the guilt tripping part. I'm like, what's get out it's, of here? It's just ridiculous. No I, much better than that because I'll be like, oh, man. Even though yeah. you, I wouldn't say you put them on blast that much, but just brought light into the the fact that there is an issue there. Yeah. That, that 
they're preying on not only you but other people. But I'm glad that you got something, even though they didn't. They yeah, they did, altered they did my your, face. <laughs> even sure though they did, did you wrong, <laughs> they did. but at least minimum they came through because yeah. I think they saw yeah. all. They didn't realize that you had so much people. Yeah, that were like they know you. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, so they a, a lot of people like some friends, you know, reached out to them and message message them directly. Like a lot of people reacted off that. I'm like, I'm glad that I vented about this because yeah. sometimes, like, maybe I should shut up and not like vent and bitch online, but. I'm glad that I did because it did bring awareness. Yeah, how did how is change gonna happen if nobody says it? Not yeah. to mention that, like, if they did it the right way, that PR will be magnificent once it's done. You know, yeah, that you they did do this, they did do offer this service, and this is for a family. Maybe not telling all your story, story but this is a, a beautiful family, and this is what we do. It'll be beautiful PR for them if they did it the right way. But you know, that's not cool. Yeah. But but I'm, I'm glad that y'all got something. Hopefully they get it fixed 100. <laughs> percent I'm hoping we'll okay. see. <laughs> so going back to the music industry. So, uh, what other celebrity have you picked up or interacted with, uh, working with Premier? And uh, how many years did you work with Premier? So me I worked with him up until January of 2019, mm-hmm. and then I quit on him via Facebook. I just we had a personal issue, and I wasn't okay with it. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm not working for you anymore. And it was like a mini shock to the, like the local community. Um, and then I created my own company. Did you go on Facebook and friends. did a whole... Nope, I just said, from this day forward, I'm not associated with Premier Live anymore. And everyone's like, oh, like probably the most likes <laughs> I've ever gotten. And likes? Yeah, the, probably up. the most likes I've gotten. And a lot of people hit me up. And that's when I learned a lot of people play both sides of the fence. And that's mm-hmm. where I be, started to become a little bit more jaded with the industry. Um, but to answer your question, um, I worked with many people. I worked with Royce59, Joyner Lucas... Nipsey Hustle, we did his last Texas tour before he died. He away, yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was a really um powerful show or just like interaction, you know, with him. Um I've done, you know, Doobie, um Yellow Beezy. Yeah, that wasn't with Premier Live, that, that was with different. Premier, was with Khalifa was with somebody okay. different. Uh Tiana Taylor was with somebody different. I've worked with a lot of different people. Um, Davies multiple times, Cap D multiple times, Jenny Wine. Uh, that was a really fun show to do. Yeah, that was <laughs> really. Why is that? He was just. He was just. I I remember like, I think a fangirl just a little bit because I'm just mm. I was a fan of him. And, oh yeah. And we were doing the meet and greet line, and you know, like all the women are like, oh, you know, and and he's just like kissing everyone on the cheek, and like he thought, I guess he had been drinking a little bit, and like yeah. he had kissing on the cheek too, and like kind of like moved my lips, so like no, like let me let me work this meet and greet. Um, That's but funny. it was it was funny, and like he really knows how to engage, um, you know, with this with this audience. Uh, Bad Baby is another person. Bun B. You work with Bad Baby. Yeah, we catch did the me yeah, but the thing with Bad Baby, yeah, catch me outside. How about that? Uh, Bad Baby, she had a very strict, um, she had a very like strict and professional setup. Like you couldn't really go around her. Like she had, that was the hardest writer though that I've ever had to get for the green room because I was in charge of getting a lot of the stuff for you know the rooms. And what is the writer? What does that mean? The writer, the list that like. They want like towels or cookies or whatever okay, that's in their what it room. Means. Whenever mm-hmm. like I just want green M and M's and all that stuff. Exactly, the- and she wanted uh. Uh, the cucumber melon uh, lotion and chapstick from Bath and Body Works, and they discontinued that years ago. So I'm going all over town like I need to get this, like you know, and I couldn't find it, so I ended up finding some other mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like, she just not to conform. 
mm-hmm. but it was I spent a whole day and a half trying to. And they can to, like, really go back on their concert if you don't deliver that list, right? From what I heard, always possible. Yes and no. Some uh-huh. some artists are pretty anal with what they want, and some just conform. Um, but I mean, I to me, hospitality, the way that you take a, a care mm. of an artist and their team, yeah. really shows how much you care about. Um, and I took pride in that. Like, like it's just customer service. You know, like yeah. we're here to take care of your needs and what you need. Because we're investing in what you need to. A lot of people don't, a lot of promoters don't like to spend money on that. But uh, yeah. But it is an investment though for that person yeah, to have a good experience for you to work later in the future. They'll be like, hey, oh yeah, book me. Yeah. I and love it. I, I, you know, I've always been complimented. I remember Dave East team, like they pulled me to the side and they're like, you really like took care of us, you know, and thank you for the hospitality. It was me and this other girl named Brenda. They're like really appreciative and like they made it, you know, known like, hey, thank you guys. Like you guys are looking out for us and like, that meant the world to yeah. both of us because we're like, that's what we're here for. Like, I have a servant's heart. Like, I'm not your maid, but I will take care of you and make sure that you're good, you know? Yeah, it's two different things. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Being your maid and being able to, you're comfortable because you're coming to this to do a job that we hire you for, but we'll make sure that you're taken care of. Who doesn't like to go to somebody's house and be treated yeah. the best possible? You yeah, know? we just, you're our guest, you know, yeah. and you're, we want to make sure that you're pampered and, you know, you're comfortable and feeling okay and, you know, but some of these artists are a little bit ridiculous, but that's, a, that's I was, okay. I was telling earlier somebody about the artists. I'm like, I mean, it's cool, and I'm give, don't get me wrong, but I think some of their skill, and I had talked to, I don't know if you know Kat Diesel, but I talked to her about the, like, some of them is, like, I'm not saying they're not talented, but they just sell you on the idea that they're just talented. They just have to sell you on it that they're that good, and that's the reason why people flock to. Yeah. Know? But yeah. all you crazy fans that are... <laughs> Like that, they're cult like towards these people. <laughs> y'all come at me if y'all want to. Yeah. I'm gonna deal y'all. I'm gonna deal yeah. with you accordingly. Yeah. Like you know, I ain't gonna be like, oh, <laughs> just because you're a cult fan of that person, you're not gonna come at me crazy. Yeah, don't come at me. No. Yeah. Ugh, so, so you had dropped out of high school, um, and that's because of you got pregnant early, correct? Well, I dropped out. That wasn't the reason. Uh, I got pregnant. Like it was just ha- coincidental. I just I dropped out because. Honestly, I skipped a lot of school in 11th grade meeting with, you know, my daughter, my, at the time, my daughter's, you know, dad, also my son's father, but, you know, and I went, I would skip school, go to Barnes and Noble and read. I'm like, I don't believe in the education system. I don't want to do this. So I dropped out because I had a lot of detentions lined up. Like, she's like, you can't graduate. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. had extras. No. So, so you like school Thursday a lot because you had extra school. I mean, I love school. Yeah, I love, and I was, I was top grades, like yeah. AP, IB classes. Like I was, you know, very intelligent, but I was just like, I don't, what the hell am I doing this for? And then I found out I was pregnant and then yeah. I ended up getting my GED after and yeah, I dropped out. I'm like, what, what do I need this for? And I did my research, like uh, Bill Gates, I think dropped out of high school and uh, Madonna yeah. dropped out of high school. And I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not on their level. No, but you <laughs> love this so much. You got in trouble. You got extra school. That's what I was oh, saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On. No, hell no. <laughs> but uh, then after that, you went on and you learned finances and accounting and you worked for a dealership. Was that your first job with that or was it the hairdressing that you did? No. So my very first job was Sonic. Sonic. I was, hey, yeah, was Team I, Sonic over here. I was a cook. Okay, okay. I was yeah. a car hop. And, nice. uh, at six. Most of my family, my brother, my sister, my cousin had worked at Sonic. No too. way. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. you understand. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Jeremy the Germ? Do you remember mm-hmm. that orientation? It's like, hi, I'm Jeremy the Germ. Ago, you got to be clean. I don't remember it, oh, okay. but I'm pretty sure I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. So Sonic was yeah. Here Sonic. First Sonic was my very first high school job. What's your favorite drink to make there? For you? Uh, it's not in the menu. So I the Sonic Blast. I would always put the M and M's, the Recess, the Oreo. I just mm. mix it all up. And um, I'd always put on my tea. I put strawberry and lemon in there. You know, we used to make in the kitchen. Like I don't need tacos. Any, no, I, I don't need any meat anymore. But we used to make fajitas. Okay, yeah. We used to make fajitas with the chicken. Yeah. So shout out to Sonic. You gotta <laughs> yeah. know. But with the with the juice or the jalapenos and chop out the freaking <laughs> the patty. <laughs> we used to make fajitas. Oh man, we used to oh. kill it over there. Like, whatever we had was never on the menu, not even close. Yeah, no, shout out to the cooks at Sonic <laughs> oh, because they be hooking it up ours. for us. Yeah, y'all. Gotcha. I always get burritos, tacos, fajitas, and the, and meat. the fountains. We always got the, the drinks, the good drinks. Yeah, like, would you would you make? I like, I just like the uh, regular strawberry uh, uh, shake. Oh, uh, no, strawberry, the one with strawberries, slushy, okay. with extra strawberries. Oh, okay. I just oh, those like slushies basic. are good. Yeah, I just like the basic one. That's okay. Simple yeah. and basic is good. Yeah. So you like so Sonic was your first job. That's my first job. Okay. And then after that? And then I worked at Spring Creek Barbecue as the bread girl. But at Sonic, I was making I was making five to six hundred dollars in tips. Like I remember I had For one guy, you come see me once a week and he'd be like just pulling the cash out. Like, is this good? Oh no, let me give you more. And I'm like, Are you serious? But my very first drink that I took out was four route forty four coconut the ocean waters freaking big ones and yeah and i dropped them <laughs> i dropped them on the car and i and i was like hi my name is stephanie welcome to sonic here are your drinks and i was being so extra and i dropped them out of nerves and uh were I you on the roller tipped. skates or were you walking i know i was walking mm -hmm. yeah. are you serious yeah i was walking i, was, I cannot <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah if you don't understand what those are if you've never yeah. been to sonic they're like that big yeah they're huge they went but uh i never did that again yeah but uh, i was making really good money and we were only getting paid two dollars an hour at the Sonic, two fourteen an hour. So you get paid like waiters at the, the one the that hops? I was because he was very cheap. The other mm -hmm. Sonics are paying like five twenty five an hour. Still, that was a minimum back in the yeah. days. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so you worked as a road girl, and then what else? Where else Spray you venture up yep. to? And then, um, because you got into finances and working in the dealership too, yes. and accounting, right? How did yes. that come about? So, um, I had a friend that worked at DFW Audi, which is right behind here, mm -hmm. actually, and. Uh, I started off as a receptionist, you know, like, hi, thank you for coming to Audi yeah. or, you know, I know we're a receptionist, Stephanie. <laughs> I know a couple of things in life. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Oh, what is that? Let me paint the picture okay, for okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm oh, seeing it. That is it. so funny. Um, but yes, I was a receptionist. And then uh, I started to see, like, everybody there, like, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn accounting. Like, I want to make this kind of money. Right. And so I was getting hungry, and I'm like, teach me what a VIN number is. Teach me how to stock in cars. Teach me. And so they were giving me the bitch work, and I knew I was being doing the bitch work, but I was learning. Mm -hmm. And when this girl ended up quitting, I ended up asking for her position. I was like, let me do it. I know X, Y, Z. And I also learned the system where I, I showed them that they had $500,000 in invoices that were not paid for parts and service. So I ended up getting that money. I ended up getting a $4 raise. So I went from $12 mm -hmm. to $16 an hour. Damn, nice. And um, I became the accounting APAR, you know, um, just the just the clerk there and the cashier and the receptionist still. And then from there, I ended up, you know, just learning like all parts of the dealership, like how to do the billing or when the contracts and how to read those. And then I ended up, and I was in the dealership world for about 10 years. And then the most recent um, was a power sports dealership. I was there probably the longest of five and a half years. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I, I ended up becoming, I wanted to quit on them. I was like, I want to make more money. And they're like, no, uh, we believe in you and we're going to create a position. So they made me a regional manager and I had five dealerships that I oversaw. Nice. So I traveled from Weatherford to Decatur, Cleaver and Fort Worth and Hearst, um, Farmers Branch, Louisville. Like I would just help and I learned a lot. And then I ended up getting the opportunity to do finance. And, you know, I was I was good at it. I was good at it. It was during COVID. I was making really good money. Uh, but that came that came with the cost, you know, um, as a Latina and a predominantly American white. Tell us about um, this. What were the challenges? What happens or what do you have to deal with? I, I dealt with a lot. And that's ultimately what led me up to quitting. Um, Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about those things? So I was making good money. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't OK with some of the people. And I would just get, you know customers again were predominantly like you know it's atvs jet skis stuff like that so I, i've had customers get mad at me because they think i'm trying to take advantage of them in the finance office which that was not my heart and i got called you know racist things like oh you're you're a dumb being a stupid spick or you're a dumb beaner or yeah. i i own a construction company so i can say this you you're a mexican with class you speak very properly like excuse me like you yeah. know and i just look at them like or I've gone to quinceañeras before. Is that what your culture does? Or just like little things like, why do you have to make this about race? And um, why do you feel entitled that you can say that? It, it was it was like out loud. It was horrible. Or, yeah. you know, because I'm a woman, they thought that I didn't know, you know, certain things. And even like internally with my coworkers, um, I started to have issues mm. with an individual that. You know, he didn't want to do his job and didn't want to, you know, call the people that he needed to call. And I was still doing the work because customers that come in, I still get paid off of it when I contract them out. And he was just calling me like the C word. You know, he's he was sabotaging me. He spit my coffee. He pretended to pull a gun out on me. He had cussed me out on the showroom floor because I didn't give him a quarter for a slim gym. And all management, I was the only female working mm -hmm. there and all the management was just staring. And I was like, that's when I quit. I was like, y'all silence is acceptance. You're not going to stand up for me and yeah. you're going to let him disrespect me like this. What am I doing in here? In a corporate environment. In too, a corporate to environment. Happen and so um, crazy. aside from the racism and, you know, uh, the sexism, some some of the top managers would try to hit on me and yeah. they would sexualize me. And I remember one time, I'm not going to say his the name, stereotypical but I was type of stuff for making women. copies mm -hmm. and he just grabbed my butt and I'm like, Oh, no. Do you like? Do you think that's okay? So I ended up having my homeboy coming to sit with me like for a few days in my office. Like I didn't care if I was gonna get in trouble, and I'm like, you're not gonna make me feel uncomfortable. And that's one thing as a woman too. I've I you know I think we're sexual beings. Like everyone's you know yeah, of course. like that. That's part of that's how we the procreate. world. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Like I can come off some way on social media. Or, like I'm very open type of person, but I'm not that. And you know, there's a lot of times that I felt very uncomfortable. And did they happens. find your social media? And that's how maybe they got the idea that if they seen it on social media, that they could possibly do something in real life. Some of them were friends with me on social mm -hmm. media, but I don't know if they found it or what. But regardless, like, that's not, it's not okay. okay. It's not okay and I, I got in trouble and I was told by a woman, my old boss, you're too sexy. You can't you can't be posting this. And I'm like, I'm not going to change who so I, I can't am. Help it. I was born this way. I am so sorry. Yeah, No, it was. <laughs> It just was uncomfortable and like she just yeah. they people always tell me to tone it down and I'm not going to tone it down. Like if it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. This is who I am. I'm not out here, you know, being that person. I just I'm very confident and it right. took me a lot of 
it, it took me a lot in life to even remotely be confident, you know, the mm-hmm. way that I am. And I'm proud of myself. You're not going to take that from me. And I'm not even like provocative like you would think, you know, I just, you know, I don't know. But it was it was an issue for sure. And I also had a lot of women that, you know, didn't like me or my story like or like my my trauma would mm-hmm. um, my life was like a TV show to them. Like it was just entertaining and they would talk shit behind my back, but like smile on my face. And it was just it was it was ugly. And I and I quit. I'm glad you got out of this situation. And I, I agree with you in the education going back on that point. I really don't like but it's impressive that you're able to maneuver to learn because it shows that you don't necessarily have to have a degree to be able to be teachable or learn different skills not to mention a lot of the times even with a degree you're still going to have to learn whatever steps that company how they function to get that job done you know so the people that don't have no degrees again shout out to you if you got your degree but understandable if you know how to work and have the desire and the smarts to figure something out you will be able to do the job without having to have that so big shout out going out to you and thank you it's not appreciated. It's not appreciated that like bringing up quinceañeras so typical stuff like you're trying to kind of sort of build a report with me where you can just be a human being and talk to me as a person and we can create the same type of report, you know? All the extra racist slurs is really not welcome. I I was born yeah. in Mexico, across illegally. I recently became a citizen. Oh, congratulations. But, I used to laugh. Thank you. I appreciate it. I used to laugh when people said, like, you're a wetback. And I'm like, and then I recall my trip. I'm like, I didn't get wet my whole trip. What are you talking about? You're talking about me because I didn't get wet. I'll make sure I didn't touch the water when I got here. But, but anyway, it's not appreciated at all whatsoever. Like, why can't we just talk as people? And, and, and the other part, I hear horror stories about women. I never seen it personally. But the fact that you have to deal with that and the fact that the men feel like they can like physically put the hands up and it's not okay either. So yeah. don't be don't be crazy. I don't know where that um the the feel that you can do that, the entitlement is like okay. They they know? can't help themselves. I actually worked with someone, he ended up getting fired because he touched my boob and no, no. someone I wasn't gonna rat him out, you know, because I, I told him I was like, you do that shit again, I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. Like you're mm-hmm. not gonna touch me. But someone that wanted his position told the owner and then they ended up firing him. But a year later, they brought him back, and I already knew they brought him back, and they pulled me in. Hey, we're thinking about bringing so-and-so back. I was like, I already know he brings in good numbers. He acted out of character. That's cool. I already know. And they made me work with him. And him and I made amends, you know, because I felt bad that he got fired. Like, I did not want him to get fired. But um, it, it was it's just like— The, the things the, that you have to do to, so, as a grown-up to politic to be able to yeah. function. But sometimes you're better than me because I'd be like, <laughs> ah, if I was a woman, like, nah, that fool ain't stepping here. And if, y'all, if he steps in here— and he does that much numbers, that means I'm not doing the numbers that I need to, so I better find another place. But that is just personally with me. Yeah, I you just, know? you know... I, it's easy to say pretend, like yeah. I'm, but I'm not. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's unfortunate and it happens often and, you know, it, it, it's bothersome. Yeah. It Even is. in the music industry too, like, but, you know, it's, I think, fortunately, it's it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but uh, I hope it's getting better. And I hope that you have better opportunities than you have to worry about or even having to deal with that. Um, go back to the things you have done. So you s- also have your cosmetology license. Yes. Did you just like, did you have a passion? Did you just wanted to get another trade? Or did you kind of lose passion for doing any other cosmetology things? Um, I 
I did have a passion because I wanted to learn how to do hair and makeup. And even then now I'm like, I'm not that good. I mean, <laughs> I'm actually doing a haircut tonight. Appreciate the honesty. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that good because mm -hmm. I didn't, I just, you know, it was, I just, I didn't fit into that world. I want, I thought I wanted it. I wanted to be a traveling makeup artist and, you know, like nice. the idea sounded, but it wasn't, it just, I didn't. I made good money when I worked at the salon, but mm -hmm. I just, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't for me and I did not fit in with that type of type of crowd and you know um i still do it on the side for my family and friends and if you want highlights your hair color haircut like sure like come on i'll do it for you That's but i don't really you know i keep my i keep my license current just so i can get the discounts on the shampoos <laughs> so says so the only way to get the, the, the discount on the yeah yeah, yeah you get um, you get wholesale prices i get you okay so some fun facts about you you drive a stick shift yes i know how to drive stick uh, shift did you learn that on the dealership or that's no. something you learned I learned that um, because the only car I could afford at the time was $189 was a Subaru Impreza. And um, the only car they had available was a stick, stick shift. And I was like, okay. And, um, but I actually, I prefer to drive stick shift. So you, are you have one now? I don't or? have one now. I wish I did, but um, I do know how to drive. So That's it's just cool. another skill that I have. So the, the things that nece uh, like necessity makes you do, right? Yeah. Like you didn't even know how to. So how do you take, okay. So when you got in the car, did you tell them you didn't know how to drive stick? Hell yeah. I did not know. <laughs> they, they test drove it for me. <laughs> so so like, tells, yeah. And how you take it out to take it home? My my okay. father uh, okay, at that took time? it home. Yeah. And then after time. that, how you just started learning? Yeah, I just, I just started learning. And, That's pretty uh, cool. I remember I got stuck on a hill and I went backwards. I was like, <gasps> but luckily there's no one behind me. And then I just, and it, it took me about like a good 20 minutes to like get up on that hill. And, I feel you. And I know a little bit of it. I can, if I need to jump on a manual, I can, but I'm not, it's not a preference. You should learn. You it's never know. What if you run I away? Learned. I I mean, again, I can, I know how to get the car going oh, okay, and get okay. in gears. And if I need to get a okay. quick getaway, Yeah. but I just don't <laughs> want to have to be all the freaking time because. You know, I just, yeah. I'd rather not. But it's it's cool though. Don't get me wrong. I like the feeling of like, shifting gears. Yeah, me too. I Sometimes I'd like be pretending. Rah. I have my water where my my cup goes, and I'd be like pretending like I'm like you know you're not changing nothing. Yeah. I let go of the brake to I mean oh the God. gas to get the feeling like the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you got a Christmas. You're not driving no man. But it's pretty cool having to do all that. Okay, so you had a tattoo recently covered that. It was at a very particular spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you finally got it covered? Yeah, I got it covered. Uh, so you had a tattoo on your buttocks. Yes. Of uh, Jose Luis. Jose Luis. My ex-husband, uh -huh. my baby daddy's name. Um, I got it covered because the man that I'm in love with did not like it. And he would just always bring it up. So I'm just going to get it covered. Like, And he's like, do it, for, do it for you, not for me. And I'm like, no one else has had an issue. No one has had an issue with this you have in my life, but I'll get it covered. And so I got, it's like blacked out now and it's Persephone holding a pomegranate, the Greek uh, goddess, mm -hmm. Hades' wife, yeah. um, which I feel like I'm her, but, or she is me. But um, that's, I just ended up, because I was just going to get like black square. And... Should have done the paint roll. Like, <laughs> have you seen the meme? No, I haven't seen that. It's a meme with a guy that has different girlfriends' names. Oh. And then he has a, a, paintbrush going across one and then the next one you're gonna have to send me that one. i haven't seen it mm. yeah don't do that though but oh, it's no. pretty cool so you it's got a block black and then out. like pink yeah so you might or might not or can currently still have an only fans i have one i just haven't posted mm, yeah um 
what can if somebody was interested for whatever reason too because we're cu- curious yeah. by nature yeah. what could they find if they do visit your your own uh, events? so i like to think of it as like art <laughs> just like a little bit more uh sensual pictures you know like i think cool. of like pinup girlish but i really only started that because of my feet i had someone pay me 50 dollars on my instagram he's like can I see a picture of your feet right now? I'm like, they're all crusty and like I haven't had a pedicure. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't care. And he sent me 50 bucks and I was like, send me $50. I'll show you a Straight picture up. right now. So for a second video and I got paid 50 bucks. I'm like, seriously, I got paid $50 just for showing my feet. Isn't Wonder. there a particular app that just deals I with feet? I think so. I think so too. Yeah, I, I think so. I haven't, I've heard of it, but I haven't, I don't think I've been successful at finding it. or Because I think I looked into if it If I once, find I it, know. I send it to you if you're interested in okay, it. I yeah. won't. My yeah. feet are men's feet so <laughs> yeah, there's a niche for everybody <laughs> I, they wouldn't like mine <laughs> no I'd just say that trust me there's crazy stuff out there i heard stories about stumping roaches and gas in jars and all kinds of crazy freaking thing that people are fetishing about yeah, which is people are, are i heard your story about the one you share about the uh, glass with the uh, feces yeah and that just freaking that trippy yeah, I was the lady much. that my mom worked with. I'm like, that Too is much. disgusting. You, I wonder where, why? like, you know, I don't like psychoanalyzing people, but I kind of do a little bit just to yeah. see how things work or how they work. Yeah. And it just treats me out of what in the, like, where or why or what happened that made you want to enjoy that to me. Yeah. Like gold, golden showers and all those things. I, it's just trippy to me to, like, you know, to each their own, right? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. To me, it's disgusting. But to that person for whatever is like satisfactory, and I just wonder how and where, what trigger, what happened? Did you hit your head? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm obsessed with like <laughs> the psychological mind. Yeah. Why people do the things that they do? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weirdos out there, but yeah, that that exists, and yeah. it's like, why? I don't know either, but I'm I'm very curious <laughs> about that. Yeah. Okay, so now, so you now got to a point where you were able to, or at least were at one time, uh, financially. Uh, independent, somewhat independent, that you were able to travel. Yes. Outside of this country, so yes. tell me about that because some of the places we've been, not exactly the same, but we're pretty close to the places. So, working in the corporate world, you move yourself to a, a better position, and you get to got to see other places. So your friend lived in Spain, uh, best mm-hmm. friend lived in Spain, and you got to visit her. Yeah, and so, she still lives there. Nice. Um, what area in, in uh, she was, Spain? She just moved to Barcelona, but she lived in Valencia before. But, I went to Barcelona. I was yeah. in Barcelona, Barcelona? years ago. You okay, know? yeah. Bar- Barcelona is a vibe. I had yeah. so much fun out there. Yeah. My favorite place that I visited in Europe was Italy because it looked like a freaking movie set. <sighs> like like the way that you see everything in the movies is exactly like mm-hmm. all the stuff knocked over. Like somebody needs to pick it up. It's just there chilling. Yeah, and and when I was over there, I went uh, when I was in the military with uh, a friend of mine, and when I was at the Coliseum, I had my hand like this on the Coliseum, kind of doing <sighs> like this, because I was tripping. Because I'm from a little small town, right? Yeah. Real small town, and when I was touching and caressing the the Coliseum, I was thinking, I'm like, Man. <laughs> caressing. I was literally like this. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I'm really here. I was thinking of my parents, like when they sit at night. And and whatever they like having conversations like, man, your kid is on the other side of the world coming from this little bitty freaking town. And he's like literally over here touching the this historical freaking place. Yeah, it's it's emotional. It is. It's it very made emotional. Me, made me feel really good. To, Did you to cry? Feel that. 
I didn't cry that moment, but now thinking back, sometimes it really makes me really emotional yeah. that I was able to do that, that we're not limited to that little town or to the U.S. We're able to do that. Yeah. So going back to where you were at. So what places did you visit? So you Valencia. That's where you went to visit? That was my first time. In okay. your, your, my first time traveling, I went to Sedona, Arizona. Sedona. Um, I started in the U.S. And then my ex-boyfriend, you know, was like, you should, well, the man that I love, he was like, you should really blog and you know make videos and edit them and just go travel he's like so you edit them yourself i do well yeah i edit everything off my phone beautiful so, thank you done. i learned from him <laughs> beautifully but, done the the transitions the b-rolls right. everything that you do man it's, it's nice that's the reason why one of them had like 47k views or something like that. yeah well that wasn't all just me my mm. ex posted it on his uh story because he has a really big following okay. and he posted it to be like Cause it's just stupid shit. It was nice. And I and I woke up. I was like, oh my god, I have all these views. But you know, um, but you know, I had a, I gained a lot of different subscribers and people that still like, hey, like I want to see you. You know, post. I've actually had people asking like, oh, where is this place? And they've booked and they've shown me like, oh, thank you for posting this. Like I booked here or I booked there. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. You know, I'm That's glad that my cool. video can. But your other do videos do well too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. All your other videos do well too. They're not just a one off. Yeah. Of course, you can see the influence, but they do. So you went to Sedona and then where else? So I went to Sedona and then I went to um, the Rockies, Colorado. Colorado. Then I went to Washington, Seattle. Um, I felt I love Washington. I want to go over there. Wa it smells like Christmas. It's beautiful. It's cool. You have mountains, you have the forest, and mm -hmm. then you have the ocean. And then rain too. And and rain. Like it's it's Seattle was, it's very slow paced. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I told myself, I was like, I want to see a bald eagle. And like right before I left to the airport, I saw one and I cried. Are I was you like, serious? That's freaking yes. cool. And then the fertile lands from uh -huh. Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier, like yeah. you know, just one of the most, you know, active volcanoes that are most dangerous yeah. Yeah. volcanoes, but they're dormant, you know, now. Or I don't know if Mount St. Helens is dormant or not. Because it did. I think it is. Oh, it's been for a long time. Yeah, but I think it hasn't. It hasn't active. erupted. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because I was like, if this explodes, like, this is it. Like, there's only one way in and out. But it was it was very beautiful. And um, then I went to San Francisco with my kids for my birthday. That was a whole different, you know, vibe. We had a lot of fun there. Nice. And, um, you know, where else did we go? Oh, I went to Zion, Utah, and Arizona with my brother. We ran over a deer. And Ouch. I got so mad because my brother was like, we need to follow a police report. Was he dead or did no, you hit this, him? No, we were driving. Uh-huh. And my brother was driving. I was in the passenger of my kids. And, like, the deer is just, like, hopped on this mountain and, like, hopped on the hood and, like, went down this cliff. We don't – I don't know if he died or not. I don't think die. he did. But the car was very damaged. Oh, and I'm that sure. That was – it was scary. I was laughing. Oh, yeah. I was trying to get footage. And my brother was just like, whoa. And my daughter was laughing. My son was scared. But it was it was definitely an experience. And then we stayed in a cabin. There's oh, no tough. bathrooms in there. It was cold as hell. So we like made it work. But uh, we would wake up and the deers were outside. And we literally were in Zion that's National dope. Park. Um, and the mountains there were just, I felt like. The air. So the air, the so air. If if have you ever been out there? I've been to Denver, <laughs> Colorado, so I felt the, okay. The, so you the know, air yeah, is freaking yeah. Nice and it feels different. It, it is, and it, it's yeah. um therapeutic too. Like mm -hmm. to to be around something so massive, you're like I'm really nothing. I'm insignificant. You know. Oh yeah, I see that all the time with the planet itself. Yeah, how little it is. Yeah, it's it's like, like how little I am. Yeah, to everything. There we're is. nothing, but we're everything at the same time. 
that's my quote on my Facebook. Oh, really? I'm, I'm everything. I'm I'm everything, but I'm nothing. Oh, I'm nothing, but I'm everything all at the same time, or something like that. Oh, some corny wow! Stuff that I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, you and I have a couple of things that are like, common. Yeah, um, are you me? <laughs> are you copying me? Are you but uh, spying on my Facebook? No, I know you just added me the other day, but no, I haven't gone. I didn't. I added you on now, Facebook. Have yeah, I added you on Facebook? Yeah, you add, I think you added me on Facebook. No, I don't. You don't have me on Facebook? I don't. So maybe it's someone else then? I need to add you on Facebook. Okay. Let me sure we take care of that. Okay. I added you on my other IG. I have like... Okay, that's what it was. IGs, Instagram. Okay, okay. IGs. Yeah, I followed you back. Okay, and then what, where was your first Europe trip? Uh, so then I went to Macedonia. Skopje, Macedonia. A good friend of mine named Daryl lives out there. Skopje, Macedonia. Yeah, where is that at? It's um, like near Turkey oh, and Greece. Oh, got you. Got and you. Albania. Wow. And um, it's just a random, it's a city of statues, but my friend actually gifted me that trip. And mm-hmm. he's like, just come, because I was crying and, you know, I wanted to go see my ex. And he was like, he's like, girl, shut up. He's like, come to, he's cash at me. He's like, get your ticket, just come. For I was real? like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, just come. So I went, you know, within days, I had to mm-hmm. go get a COVID test, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I cried when I landed, even though like it was a very like simple like town. Yeah. I cried because like, wow, this is European air. These are European mountains. And then, you know, three months, no, six months later, I ended up going to Spain, Valencia. And then we went to Palermo, Italy. And then we went to, no, I think Palermo and then back to, and then we like travel like the, you know, east side of the Spain. The train? The Spain coast, no, No, car. we went to train. You did? I went to the train. Oh, I bet that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. We went to to uh, Switzerland. We passed through all that with the train and. So you saw you've seen the Swiss Alps. Yeah, I think so. Passing by. Oh my gosh! And and France and uh, French people, French people are rude. Fuck sorry, the, French people. Yeah, yeah, I'm they're sorry. rude as fuck. I rarely deal with people. I mean, I just my perspective. Paris people from the I don't know what they're called, but people from Paris are the worst. Mm, yeah, they yeah, I got like a bad us. rep. Yeah, they do. They're, even they're even rude. if we're Americans traveling, but they're, they're rude. Yeah, they are. Because I, I was Mexican, and y'all still. Yeah. Give me no pass. Yeah, no. I got left on the side. I got my flight got canceled in Paris and I had to like my phone was broken at my wallet wasn't like my card wasn't working. I couldn't call my oh, bank. Yeah, your phone broke. And the taxi driver left me on the side of the road like two blocks and I had to walk and find my hotel and I was like Espanol, English and they just looked at me and it was it was I don't give you the cr- dirtiest looks too. Yes, like they're like like they know they're a touristy <laughs> spot, right? Like yeah. that's who you deal with. Yeah, that's part you know, of so your you economy. make your money. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> I feel the I feel the same way. Good. That's why we got a sleeper cart in, in some places, so we didn't have to deal with the immigration because we were kind of like <clears throat> might have been traveling illegal because all we had is our military ID, and we oh. didn't realize that that's not sufficient to travel through Europe. You need your passport. Oh yeah, but I didn't have my passport. Oh, what's and, this, what's the sleeper car? Uh, you just sleep. You just sleep, and they leave you alone. Like they have your ticket, and they know you're good. So you you get a. Like a little cart where you can sleep in. Like you, that's all it is. Oh, really? You know how you some you can sit sit on as you travel. There's sleeper cars where you can sleep, and they have little bunks where you can sit and oh. I sleep there. And they don't bother you. They just know you have your pass. And that was back in the days years ago when I was traveling. Oh wow! So they say as long as you have that, they don't even go and bother you or anything. They know that you have your your ticket and they leave you alone. But if you're sitting, they start checking your IDs and and. That's when you can get Somebody give us a little something hint like, hey, y'all might not want to do the y'all might not oh, want to. Okay, okay. And we were left alone until we got to the next destination and we were cool. Wow. We just, yeah, but we were literally crossing illegally through Europe because we didn't have wow. a passport. But we got away with it. That's cool. That is pretty cool, but it's not cool. Looking back, 
now that I'm a bigger adult. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't do it. Get your passport. <laughs> but I was like tripping the hell out. So wow. tell me about Italy. So Italy, uh, we went to a town called Palermo. Palermo is where the mafia is originated, the Sicilian mafia. The Sicilian mafia. And, you know, they're actually they're actually pretty racist out there. You know, like there's a whole war going on, I guess, between like Italians and Nigerians. And my best friend is Nigerian. Mm. And they people were literally like spitting at her feet. Are you serious? And I got so, that's when Dom stuff came out. I got so pissed. I was like, they're just looking at her shoes. And I was like, they're just her shoes. Like, why are you looking at her? But I did my research after the fact. Anyway. You could have got in trouble. You could have got hurt. Yeah, no, it was yeah, I know. But I was so I was so fa- I was so I was so mm-hmm. emotionally broken when I was there. But it was also like it was a very beautiful experience for me, but I was also like Bleh. um but yeah. you know, Italy, uh, we were there for about a week and we met some friends. My a friend that I have in Spain and his boyfriend were having like a romantic, you know, getaway. We ended up surprising them there. And we met another girl <laughs> that's from Virginia. Um, and she like ended up like hanging out with us too some of the time, but my friend Efi and I we ended up uh, you know we we had we ended up having lunch with the mafia without knowing that they were the mafia, and it was very thrilling but scary when I figured out like oh shit like that's his hitman sitting next to him and this is like the top boss with the rings and his chauffeur and what I gave it up that you realized that who you're sitting with. Because of <sighs> and how did they got you to the table? First so of all? we had sat. We went to this restaurant to mm-hmm. go eat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beautiful like. There's a rock in the ocean and seafood. Recommend the house wine. Get the yes. house wine. Yes, we and so we were sitting there and like we were wearing like our opera dresses and like because we were limited on our clothes, mm-hmm. but we wanted to look nice. So we were just wearing our dresses and we we're sitting there eating, and then we all of a sudden see like the restaurant clears out and then the staff is like lined up. You know, and then this table comes out because you try to sit at the corner table. We're like, no, that's reserved. Like, no, 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 no. And so these people walk in and it was a guy with a little hat, mm-hmm. you know, a guy with suspenders. Like, it was just like, it was just very like Italian. And anyway, so we're eating and then the guys keep looking over at us mm-hmm. and they sent us two bottles of wine and they ended up paying for our meal. And so they invited us over and like I did some research, you know, before I went to Italy, like what's rude, what isn't. And so like turning down food or turning down something is very rude. rude. It's very rude. So I'm like, okay, I'm glad I know this. And so they asked us to come sit with them because they wanted us to taste Italian dessert. We had a tiramisu, a cannoli and this other um, dessert. And so we're sitting there and we're talking like, okay. So they're asking us like, where are you from? And you know, like, oh, my friend's like, I'm from New York City. And I'm like, I'm, you know, Mexican, blah, blah. I live in Texas. Um, <laughs> a Texan. I'm a Texan. And and they're like, oh. And, you know, I'm like, what do you guys do? And, like, Spanish and Italian is somewhat so similar. similar. You can so you can understand. Yeah. And so I'm like, what do you guys do? And then they're like, oh, 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 oh medical. We're in the medical business. Ha, ha. And they're just, like, looking at each other. And I'm like, and I looked at Efi, and I'm like, you know, and and – I started to just pick up like they, they're not in the medical yeah, business. In the medical business. <laughs> and then they had wedding rings on. And I'm like, oh, you have a wife? And they're like, oh, no, no. Ha, ha, ha. They're like talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're just very like aggressive. And like, I don't know. The hip, the, I, I think is this hip, man. This is all assumed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just started, you know, telling us about, you know, or asking us where we're from, you know, what we're doing. And then 
I started to get really scared because he started to get kind of aggressive with my friend. He's like touching her hair and like, oh, you're so pretty. Like sit on my lap. So my, my friend's like, oh, no, not really. And he like grabbed her and like put her and she was. And then he's like, oh, let's take a picture. Let's take a picture. And, uh, you know, we got you this food. And um, I started to like think like, oh, shit, like this is definitely, you know, these aren't just some, these regular are, people, these are not regular, regular ass people. And the behavior of the, I started to observe the room. Everyone cleared out. They got all the customers away, but they wanted us to be there. So we stayed and all the staff, like they had already closed and the staff was just waiting on them. And they were like very like, their voices were shaky. You their faces were red. They were very like, you know, like they were all like waiting, like literally standing in line, like waiting on them. Dang. And, um. You know, and I asked the chauffeur, I'm like, he's like, oh, this man, very, very rich, very, very rich, you know. And I'm like, oh, it, you know, I was like, that's cool. I was like, but money doesn't make everything. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm sure. And I was like stroking his ego. I was like, I'm sure you have a good heart. And I was like, I'm sure you're a man of an intelligence. Well, I'm sure you're smart. I'm sure you love your daughters. Like, like I love, like, I love my kids. I got kids, you know, <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, I was so yeah. scared. And so we, we ended up leaving because they wanted us to come back with them to their hotel. They wanted us to hang out with them. Like, oh, just come stay with us. We didn't get on our flight. And so when we like scurried out and we hid in this, uh, I was like, we got to hide in the store. Like, I don't want them to see us because it's a very small like beach. We're at Mondello mm -hmm. Beach, mm -hmm. very, you know, small area. And uh, we ended up seeing them like driving and then they, they're like, oh, and they saw us walking <laughs> and they're like trying to talk to us again. I'm like, okay, well, we're waiting for the bus. Okay, blah, blah. And then we ended up going booking like the most we're like oh we're gonna we're gonna stay another night let's book the most lavish hotel the most expensive hotel which is i think it's like 350 dollars mm -hmm. you know it's very ex mm -hmm. it's very cheap out there so that was ex lavish there well we go to the hotel and the hotel there's no address there's no anything we are knocking on the like the gate and buzzing yeah. the buzzer and this guy in a tuxedo walks out and he's like oh no this place is closed and it's like this huge building and um yeah. I tried looking up reviews and there was nothing there. The only thing I saw was like, be careful of this place. They killed a dog. It's it's like a it's like Kill a murder a mafia place. And it was called Casa Nostra, which, you know, Costa is, Nostra. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. similar to Casa Nostra. And, and, and uh, we ended up, he's like, no, you need to go to the house across the street. So the house across the street was just like this white house. It did mm -hmm. not look like a hotel at all. And we got in and it was just very desolate. There was no one around. I'm like, no, this is like, they're going to come murder us. So we ended up, Finding another place. And uh, when are you planning back going back? Because, man, I re I'm ready for another trip. I'm waiting for my passport. You after, are? Yeah, I'm trying to get my, my, I got my citizenship, but I had to submit it in. But a few month, months, I'm gone somewhere. Yeah, you where. should. You should, especially. I'm, I know how it is to Costa get. Costa Rica, I'm, that's where I'm. I'm it's pretty For whatever reason, I just keep getting that Costa Rica, go to Costa Rica. Yeah, I'm it's like, gorgeous out there, yeah, I've heard. I want to go. But true. when is your next trip? Uh, January. Have you thought about it? So you are going. Where to? Rome. You're going to Rome. Well, you're going to freaking love it. I know. I'm going to go recreate the Hillary Duff movie. <laughs> I, I ate the pizza. Oh, the Italian pizza. With, uh, at that time, uh, with some house wine and just sit there. Just people watch. Just chilling. I'm like, oh, man, I'm really here. Yeah. yeah. The, the pizza out there is really good. Yeah, the best pizza of my it's life. Different. So now, stereotypical. What I liked what you said earlier was pretty cool that I it didn't down on me as far as whenever I was there. And I think more recently when I go to different places, I'm like, I'm here. It's like I'm breathing Italian air. I'm like touching this. Place yeah, that's what I like. Cool. I understand because, you know, and too, like me too, like I'm like, I'm just some girl from Bedford. You know, yeah. I'm I'm what I'm here and I'm 
seeing all this historic, like even Macedonia, that's where Alexander the Great was born. So they have mm -hmm. a huge statue in the mm -hmm. middle of the city. I'm like, wow. Like, for them was ruled the whole, at least Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, and Asia and all those areas. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and for you to be able to be there and there's thousands. And that's how I, I went to Greece in March and I met a great friend out there, you know, and, and Greece was, I like, I saw the Parthenon and I was like, oh my God, you know, like, the Temple of Zeus, the, you know, even the museums and everything, like, wow, like, this yeah. is ancient. And, it's ancient stuff. You know, the Western, you know, world, I forget the the term, but, like, a lot of stuff was originated in Greece and mm -hmm. in Italy, too. Mm -hmm. um, Rome, you know, like, the Wait Roman Wait till you Empire. go to Rome. Oh, Wait till God. you go, go everywhere. I, 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 it sucked because the 16th Chapel was closed at the time that I went, so I didn't get to see. But everywhere else, all those, everything that you, the Pantheon, all the freaking fountains, the Colosseum. Oh man, I was in there just like, like wow, everything, like yeah. everything, like this used to be a thing. And then when you get there, you'll understand why Romans rule for a long time after you step into a few places. I'm uh, like, hmm, I can't, I can't wait. I, awesome. I, uh, I want to go live in Florence for six months to a year. I want my daughter to go to school out there. There's a yeah. school. That's where Michelangelo is from. Uh, so there's this, one of the school. top art schools out in Florence, which is I think it's about $6,000 for a semester, I think. But, you know, I've looked into the housing out there. I can get a four-bedroom for 800 euro a month. Sure. Like, I'm, My kids are still, like, kind of where my daughter's like, I want to go, but I don't want to go. So depending on her and what she wants to do, like, I'll probably, I'll probably do that. That's so, pretty cool. We'll see. And within that traveling that you're done, because I always think that it's – I think it should be included before you graduate for you to travel at another place to open your eyes to the way that people do, like, just live a regular day. It's not nothing like one does it. And when you see it, it opens your perspective, your mind into the way that they operate. Did it work for you? Did that those things happen to you as far as, like, yes. seeing different places? Yes. I When I came back here, I was walking everywhere, you know, like, oh, it's three miles together. I'll just walk, wow. you know, and, and people are very healthy and just, like, the food. The culture, like, I I love it out there. I love it. It's very, you know, like, I was talking to someone like, oh, that's called what you call a humble flex. Like, I'm not trying to flex. Like, it's just eye-opening how people live out there and how easygoing it is and how much they pay attention to your mental health and they have siestas, you know, during the day or, like, they don't believe in working as much as we do here and everything's affordable for the most part, you know. And I don't know. I, 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 I love I loved everything, like the nightlife, the food, the culture. You know, a lot of people speak English out there, mm -hmm. surprisingly, so it's not really that hard to navigate. Um, you know, and I, I learned a lot, like, everywhere that I, I've been. Like, it's just tr public transportation. I, I suffer with social anxiety and, like, doing new things. And my friend taught me how to, like, take the train or take the bus or how to look yeah. for X, Y, Z. And I'm like, wow, you know, like, I would never do this in, in Bedford or Dallas. You know, it's, it's, it's definitely very different. Yeah, and it's not only like, only about that as far as like the touristy places, but like I've been to the the Philippines, Manila. I lived. I'm from a small town, and then it that little town itself it teach you how to appreciate because you know I grew up with an outhouse, um, not a restroom. So even going back, you know, it's, there's no outhouse anymore. There's a restroom, but still you have to walk everywhere. And then I, I was in Iraq and, and Afghanistan. I'm sorry, Iraq and Kuwait. But you can see those people are living differently as far as like their daily life is nothing like we have it. Mm -mm. We have it super easy compared to everything. Yeah. But but the the negative things or you can say is negative is 
that we're always all about getting money and working money and this and that. And for whatever reason, when I went to Spain, Barcelona, they had a freaking a whole week of I think a whole week of everything was closed. They had some kind of I don't know what kind of uh, festivities they have, but yeah. everything was closed. And there was only one little store that we were like, hey, what's going on? Where's everybody? Yeah. Oh, like we having a we have a whole whatever. Like yeah. nothing's open for like what? What do you mean? We're here like, to see other stuff. I need groceries. I need to go to the museum. Yeah. Like no. it's okay. Yeah. Everything will work out. And that's that's what I'm saying. They have a lot of downtime and we're so focused on or get kind of sort of like 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 kind of sort of sh- shaped into thinking that that's important. I bust your ass for this company, this, this, and that. Get as much money you want. And I'm like, but it's really not the way because they don't live like that. It's bothersome. Like, yeah. it's, we're a very superficial country. And we over are. there, like, you can wear a track suit. A lot of people wear track suits out there. Like, you can wear, you know, sweatpants and a big shirt and chunk glass, and you're like, good to go. Like, I went to the club in my chunk glass. You know, like, people aren't paying attention to what you have, they're paying attention to what you are. Yeah. And over here, it's like, oh, I got Versace or I got this. And, you know, mm. I'm going to work and make like it's just very different. It's a very different lifestyle of what we where we are here in America. Very true. We are. So is Blex Entertainment, the channel, is that your company still or is that something no. that you used to have or you were part so of? So it was a company that myself, Campion Bond and then a girl named Brenda, mm-hmm. um, we all came together and we decided to Blex stands for black and Mexican. Mm. Um, because camp is black and Brenda and I were, were Mexican. And so now camp is the official, um, owner of that company. And he does a lot of beat battles, a lot of, you know, podcasts. He has, he's really taken that under his wing and like has made it, you know, a thing. Um, but yeah, I am no longer associated with it. I just, I got burnt out of the music industry and I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm done. Um, I want to spend time with my kids, you know, I want to be able to learn finance and spend time there. Right. And I just really got tired of like, if I'm being real honest, like the the local talent and the attitudes that came behind it. Like I, I got tired of just you know dealing with that because I don't I don't like to deal with things. I'm like I'm not I'm not. And it's crazy because they're we we hope that y'all get into a better position, but y'all really not in the position to get crazy with people. You know what I mean? As yeah. far as accomplishments, like y'all haven't like got there yet, and yeah. y'all always bickering about stupid stuff instead of collaborating and growing the market to where you know having how out of towners come over here and get this money y'all can get the money but this little stuff that people get tired of y'all you know people get like no it's you're not there yet you haven't made it more more luck to you if you do but you can tell that you're probably not gonna be a great person if you do yeah and that's the mindset that keeps you where you're at too yeah. like if you think that way because there's people out here doing it big that are mm-hmm. i hate saying like local talent just people that live in the area that they're they're from here but what did it for me was this artist, you know, she was like, I need a bottle of water. And I was like, okay, we'll go buy one. Like, it was at the show. And she's like, she just gave me this look. I'm like, I'm not anyone's bitch. Like, I'm not, in, like, who are you? Like, you're here on our show. You know, mm-hmm. like, you're here a part of this. Like, I'm not here to cater to you. Like, I'm trying to work my, and make money and make sure that this event is going right. Like, right. I'm not here to, don't talk to me like I'm a peasant and that you're superior to me because you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you don't know what it took for me to even be here. Like, you're not going to talk to me that way. And I treat people with respect. But yeah. that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. And I remember I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm done. I'm done. Can yeah. I cuss? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're good. Sometimes you just got to let it out and express. So, yeah, I mean, because to me, for me, my one of the rules that I have for me, not a rule, but it's kind of like I don't look I don't look up to no one. I don't look down on no one. Like, I see everybody the same way. And 
I treat everybody to the best. Maybe sometimes you catch me in a weird mood that I might just give you a weird look, but it's just no intentions behind of being a mean person. But but yeah, King, it gives me the, I don't know what, whenever I see people being abusive towards other people or being this, I'm like, man, I wish you would have said something to me. Like, dude, you're not going to address me in that manner. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not going to check you, but I'm going to make sure you're aware that you're speaking to a person. Yeah. And, and and you don't forget that regardless of, I don't give a freak if you're the president or whoever, you're not going to talk to me. And I, yeah. mean, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Be respectful. Yeah. Respect is earned, you know? Absolutely. And, and be just be humble. Like, no one's better than anybody here. And sometimes I don't really, really care for the respect part. But I think if you treat everybody with, as a person, that respect never even gets brought up because it's already understood. It's already yeah. understood. Yeah. There's no need to have all oh, you better respect. No, yeah. you already have that just by recognizing that somebody's a person. That yeah. never it, it never has to be a thing about like respect because you already know what's up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's understood doesn't have to be said. Yeah, and absolutely. you know we don't have to be you know rude to each other. Don't treat me that way, and and I think that goes a long way. Absolutely. So you're pretty much done with uh, as far as the music or festivals right now. You're working uh. or. I'm, I'm jaded. I'm jaded um, from the industry for a lot of reasons, but I uh, I did like retire, you know, a few years ago, and I got out of it, and it was probably it was very peaceful for me. And and now like some people have wanted to hire me to do shows, and I somewhat committed, and then like I saw that I either didn't like how they, their work ethic was, or mm-hmm. you know, I didn't I didn't you want me to do everything, and your perception is that you think I you know so you don't want to pay me or you, you know, whatever the case may be like with certain individuals or certain people. So I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to be able to be a part of your project. Like I'm not going to, I'm done devoting and giving my time to other people and working for other people's dreams. You know, yeah. um, it might sound selfish to me, but it's definitely been draining. So to answer your question, I'm not actively, you know, seeking to work in it, but um, if some people want to contract me out and if it makes sense, you know, I'm open to it. Like in, you know, Vega, Smooth Vega has been talking to me about possibly, he says that he has his jersey for I've me. I've seen the, I've seen yeah. the story. And so share. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, and, and I think you know what it means. And he, yeah, he wants you to, to come, like he's, you know, explained to me and I know he'll vouch for it himself. Like, I miss your work ethic and how, you know, we work together. And he's like, would you be open if, you know, would you be open to helping me with the show or whatever? I'm like, let's talk about it. And, you know, we'll see. Like, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mind, you know, if I can do like a la carte shows. Fine, but I don't want to be committed to anything. I I don't think being selfish is such a bad thing, right? Because you really do. You're the only thing in person that matters at the end of the day. Like you can't help anybody else if you can't help yourself. If you're not all the way a hundred, and if you can't be selfish towards that to fix yourself, how can you be an expression to anybody else and and add to whatever they got going on? Yeah. But I think for me is that you had the same problem I had that I'm always part of a team and it doesn't work out until I have my own thing. This is my baby. Yeah. This is me. Hey, I I I don't like to interview with people. Yeah, I know. And I, I know that you um I like your work and how you, you are. So and congratulations on having your own thing. Like, you know, it, you. it's big and I I feel like you're doing pretty great on this. Like I've watched and I observed and the people that you have are of quality. And not that anyone's any less, but you know how to do your research and you know, you know how to Bring a good platform. I appreciate so. it. Thank you very much. It means it means a lot uh, just to hear the feedback on it. But but that was what I was getting at. My yeah. point is that I was part of groups, not realizing that 
here in the industry of radio because I've done radio and like community radio and different things like that. But one of the main things that Sammy, the owner of Fishbowl, which she's worked with K104, uh, Kiss FM, all of them, and she owns this uh, building, but uh, not the building, the uh, station. But what she said is that whether I wanted or not, I was always the driver, meaning that whether you want to steer away from you are the leader of whatever it is that you're doing. You can't kind of sort of, you can play that part, but you understand where your true nature is at. And that's the reason why, even though I played my part, it was never mine all the way. And I, even though I fully went in, but at the end of the day, it wasn't mine. It was somebody else's thing. Yeah. And that's the reason why I couldn't stay around there forever because of the same thing that I wasn't that I was feeling guilty or not guilty, but like jealous, but it wasn't mine. I had to step away. But now I can give it full force to this. And maybe you needed to do your own thing to be the one that, that takes credit for everything and contract the talent that you need. And of yeah. course, if it makes sense for you, then pay you for the things that you know. Yeah, I've been, I've been, especially recently, I've gotten a lot of phone calls and messages from a lot of people that I've respected in the industry. And they're like, hey, stuff like I see X, Y, Z. Um, if you decide to do your own thing, which I think you should, we'll be there to support you. And I'm like, wow, like, thank you for even bringing this to my attention because, you know, I get filled with doubt, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, why do I find myself in these situations? Or, But then again, like, I just don't put up with anything. And if I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to walk away. But, and so like, and, and, and some of, you know, my close friends and again, people in the industry that I've respected and, you know, that, you know, they're, they're pretty big names, some of the people. And I'm like, Thank you for even taking the time to tell me that I should do my own thing. So I've been told that before. I just. Mm-hmm. But just you know, like, you see I... it, right? Like, you know that it's a person that's a queer, the way you carry yourself. Yeah, I don't. I see it, but I, I see it, but I don't. Like, I know what I am, but yeah. I also like, I don't know. I often think like, I wonder how like the outside world views me because I don't know how. I, I, it's hard for me to translate that, you know. I just know that I'm a passionate person and I'm good at what I do and I have a genuine heart when it comes yeah. to a lot of things. And I don't, I don't do well with, with, I guess everyone says like the fake crap, you know, but I really just, I just try to stay as true to myself. I am true to myself as the best way that I can. And um, I mean, I don't, I don't see what other people see. I just know that, you know, and, but then I, I've thought like, well, you know, cause I, I did get offered, you know, Hey, I want to invest this kind of money. What if we brought this artist? And I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I want to, I don't know if I want to do that just yet, but if I do decide, like, yeah. I'll keep that in mind, you know? And I. It's just enough. I mean, it's not that yeah. I know you or anything, but just from my perspective, it's my experiences of what I've seen. I feel like kind of mirroring the things that you've done and been part of and why it didn't work out. That's the reason why I was messaging certain of the things that you have you analyzed. And then maybe that's. You weren't meant to be a part of a team. You were meant to build something for it. Again, I'm not saying that you should or you would, but I'm just saying maybe that's the reason why it can kind of sort of don't work out all the way yeah i i can agree um you know there's been some instances that i've worked with people like and we've gone joint and then it turns into them you know or to one from joint to one person and i'm like okay well if that's the case then you don't need me here so i'm just but at the same time maybe they took that as far as putting themselves front and center but who is really doing the work I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I've I've had that happen a few different occasions, yeah, you know, in, sure. in different different circumstances, different events. Um, I know what I what I am at the end of the day. 
Yeah. I know the work that I put in and I know the truth to a lot of things. So I can sleep at night. I don't have to I don't have to outshine anybody. I don't have to take credit for anything. Um, I don't have to be validated, you know. And that's just how I feel about it. Like I wish yeah. I wish everybody well. Um, anyone that I've personally ever been involved with, I wish, you know, them well and you know, good for you and I'm just go do my thing. Yeah. If you, you ever know? do that, that would be amazing if you do, if you're not. But again, I, I feel like you could and not only that, but the ones that you consider experts see it that way. So if you ever do, if not, then you know, live your life. I'll, if I do a show, I'll invite you. <laughs> Come out. That's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, y'all see that work? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course not. But again, I just, again, it's just personal experience for me of what I know that had happened to me that I see the reason why I could see it, you, and it just like, your mom like you know how to lead you're not saying that you are a follower you have to play your part but after a while you're gonna have to drive yeah you need to to be able to do your part and leave whatever you want to of the things that you learn and leave your stamp for you yeah just just an observation opinion well thank you the things that i i don't know i don't know but i've seen and i know that other people that are more qualified seen too yeah yeah all right so you. we're gonna we we love it here i could talk to you forever in a day <laughs> but we do have to cut it short okay uh give me all your social media real quick uh stephanie dot is my instagram i really just use that facebook's more personal and then i'm on tiktok same get ex- <clears throat> friend request accepted <laughs> oh yeah send me the request and then my youtube is stephanie joanette and it's i go like my website like my whole brand is i don't know i dk what i'm doing um, dot org dot too. org yeah yeah i have my my website thing and it's just it's just like a personal hobby but i've done a lot of things that have without having the professional experience I'm like i don't know what i'm doing i just make things happen so that's what i've always gone by like oh but that like, instinct how do you do though like, that oh, instinct no. to, to know exactly what you need to you yeah know? I've, I've been very um blessed and i've been able to accomplish a lot of great things uh yeah. for just being myself so i i like that but yeah that's my social media handles okay and one other question real quickly if you were to tell your younger self um something that you learn in the music business or just life in general that you, that uh you would tell somebody else that would help them what could that be oh these this kind of question is so hard for me to answer um because i don't want to sound cliche or anything you know i'll if if i was talking to my younger self you know I would just tell myself, brace yourself and just get through it. Like my son told me this. He was like, the only way to get through it is to go through it. And I was like, that makes sense. And, you know, I kind of live by that now. Um, Just, you know, I mean, I don't know. That's a really it's really hard for me to answer that or like come up with the answer. But that that's just what comes to my mind right now. Um. Everybody's different, but if that's what you it is, that's pretty cool. But the uh, your son is very, very smart for that comment because um, I don't know where it came to me the other day where we want to like I don't want my my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, nobody to go through some hard things at all, nothing whatsoever to have the most easiest thing. But then I think about the things that I have to go through myself and think like. I wouldn't be able to grow without having to go through those challenging things. And who am I to deprive them of having to go through their own challenges, even if it's hurtful? But what happens? Like, usually when bad things happen, good things happen to you as a person and you grow. 
Who am I to try to stop their growth and their personal experience? How are they going to know how to handle things if they don't go through the things yeah. go through yeah. to get to a better place? Yeah. Even if it's hurt because it's a loved one of yours, but again, you don't know what's going to happen to, but actually you do know that it's going to be good and they're going to keep progressing and they're going to have experience and they're going to have be a better person after that. Yeah. You know? So after I'm there, my family, for me, they know I got them, but I just look and absorb and whenever I can, whenever they know I got them, but I know that they have to go through it and it's understandable and it's going to be okay. You know, pressure makes diamonds, even, even the fake ones. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I, that's what I learned at Mount St. Helens, like a volcano creates fertile lands and it's lush lands, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, it makes sense. Like you, you know, life is always evolving. There's no, I, to me, I think feel like there's no answers, but as long as you maintain a good foundation and keep everything as a learning lesson, it'll help guide you. Yeah, I got one more question. This okay. one's new and it's kind of tough, but I want to know your perspective because I usually wake up with a saying, uh, I'm not immortal, I am mortal, and I will die one day. Ooh. And I usually say it every day because it is true not to scare me or whatever, but it, it is a reality in life. Eventually, we're going to part ways. And it's okay. It just yeah. happens. But what would you want people to to feel at your funeral whenever you uh, You know, there? that's something that I think about often is mm-hmm. me. I just, I would want people to, to I want, would want them to feel okay. Like, I don't want, I don't want there to be sadness, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I just want them to know, like, uh, I just want, I would want them to feel okay. And, like, if I have impacted them or inspire them or help them or you know bring any type of light or lessons you know just embrace that like just fuck like just remember just remember me who I am and not a lot of people get to see my raw I'm very closed off so not a lot of people get to really know me and so if you you are there and you got to see that just like cherish the moments that you've had with me and yeah I've thought about you know like I haven't had that conversation with my kids but I've thought about having that conversation like if I do pass away like don't cry. Don't mourn me. Like, remember me and remember what I've taught you and just let me live through you, you know? It's making me a little bit emotional. But, yeah, it's, that's deep. That's it deep. That's is. deep. It is. Um, and not to scare you because I heard something about you had mentioned that your kid was scared of that, mm-hmm. particularly you leaving. So I just kind of made me want to create this question. I'm going to say my part because it's the first time I ask this question and I'm never going to do it again. I would hope that people are 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 joyful to know that, the life that I lived and the person that I was, that they were very happy knowing that when I left, I was good. And if so happened to be that they cried, it's, they cried out of joy knowing that wherever I'm going, I'm going to be like, man, I'm going to be so good, regardless yeah. of whether I'm. And I'm getting emotional too yeah. for the same reason because that's what I want them to feel. Yeah. you know, Because I do carry myself in a very specific way with no ill intention. So, I just want him to smile, and if they cry, it's joyful. Joyful that man, he wherever he is, like wherever he gone, whatever there is, it's like man, he's pretty sure smiling and cracking one of dad jokes, and he's not even a dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> going out on the lawn on Sunday morning, <laughs> you're up. not even a dad. <laughs> Straight up, yeah. I don't like mowing my lawn. I'm that type of Mexican. I'm not. Yeah, me too. We hire we hire paisanos. Hey, shout out to the homies, man. I appreciate y'all work so much. But this Mexicano right here, retired, even though it was a Mexicano, Mexicano. Yeah. 
<laughs> Even though I became gringo when I got my paper, I still don't come out here. I'm just saying. <laughs> but shout out to y'all that do. I'll be more happy to provide for for y'all because y'all willing to. Okay. I mean, amazing story. Dropping out of high school, having to you know learn stuff yourself, and then being able to travel the world and and be impactful in the events that you worked. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Stephanie, you are a global Latin factor. So. You're a global life factor. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. And one last question, again, full of questions. <laughs> if somebody was to Google you or search you on some kind of search engine many years from now, what do you hope for them to find? Oh, my gosh. I've never, I don't know how to answer that. Um, You're Googleable, by the way. I am Google you Googleable. You. <laughs> you can find you. Barely, Google. barely. You are <laughs> there. Um, you know, I just, I honestly, I live my life and I hope, People can use my testimony and, and my story. You know, I'm, I'm an open book. I'm open, but I'm not open. But I, anything that I've allowed to be shared and seen, like, I just hope that I can just, you know, it's so cliche, but, like, help someone change their mind or, like, help motivate them. Like, like I actually had someone the other day tell me, like, because of you, I pursued my music career. Now she's working with Chris Perez, and she has a really nice song out and, like, I'm like you really think that of me she's like yeah dude like if it wasn't for you like I wouldn't be as confident as I am now and I'm like wow so like if I can help a, a part of your story or a stepping stone or domino effect like I don't know if that's considered like if you google me but just you know helping someone achieve their goals I feel like I've helped a lot of people you know to some extent achieve their dreams and impactful yeah. um and do it big like I, I don't know that's a hard. That's Maybe it'll be a, like a, a search through a part party. Like you'll search somebody, but you have something <laughs> be like to mob do with wife. that person. Like that. <laughs> Head of cartel. But you, <laughs> I'm just you'd be surprised how like people be like watching, and you realize what how much people are motivated by the things you do. Like as I yeah. had other people say, I started my this, I started my. I'm like, okay, but that's yeah. crazy to know that they're watching. And I'm like, people, people watch. People watch. People really people uh, see. I don't. I don't really pay attention to a lot of things. I get made fun of. Like, oh, you don't. You know, but people do pay attention and I'm, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of like and that always feels good when people you know voluntarily to let you know like how they feel about you or like yeah. you doing this and it's like bro like thank you for even telling me that because you didn't have to for one and you're paying homage in a sense and you're able to motivate yourself and be yeah. you know streamline that into your own success in your day-to-day -day. like and if I was able to be a part of that like thank you yeah. because you know we all we all deserve a not all of us but we all deserve you know um a good life a peaceful life yeah absolutely all right well appreciate you be appreciate you for being here thank you very much You're this welcome. was another episode of the global latin factor <laughs> podcast subscribe to the channel subscribe to the channel subscribe to the channel there you go follows thank you very much and again remember we are just like you we are the spice in this melting pot that it is the world till next time Thank you, thank you very much for checking out this episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. If you are enjoying the content and the channel, go ahead and subscribe. Help us reach our goal of 1,000 subscribers so we can bring you more episodes, more channel. Go like, go subscribe, go write a comment. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. Pero but in fact is a flamingo Coming to Havana and we from Puerto Rico On a pirate ship, he don't know where do we go The birds of the jungle chasing fortune and...